Tell us a bit about yourself, man. A bit about what you do. You have some cameras here. Mm -hmm. So um, my name is Jushin Gonzalez. I'm a film and analog, analogs film. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a photographer. I'm in Jersey City. I shoot a lot of film. Um, You know, born and raised here in Jersey City. Uh, Shoot media format mostly. Mm. Touching some large format for about five. How do you how'd you get down that lane of of uh of this film? All right, so this is gonna sound weird, but um, I was on Reddit and I would like see the analog stuff. Before mm. I was like, oh, just throw a visco filter on, it'll look good. Like it'll look just like film. And I saw this baby, the RZ. I love her to death. I was at my grandmother's funeral, at her um at her wake, and I was like trying to get my mind off of everything I was on. I was on um, Facebook Marketplace and I saw I saw this camera. I'm there fucking crying my eyes out. I'm like, I'm going to buy this camera. In that moment. In that moment. I bought the camera. Is that me? I think so. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Yeah. Go, go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we were right in the store. God damn it. I Juice got the phone call. He's a busy man. Juice, you're a busy guy. You were just... Um, sorry about that. No, you're good. You were just getting into the story. So you were at your grandmother's wake. Yeah, and uh, I saw this film camera. I'm like, yo, I always wanted to buy one. And I was like, fuck it. So I bought it, fell in love with it. Yeah, so like I was really inspired by Reddit. I saw a lot of great pictures on film. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it too. I mean, I shot digital for like three years up until that point. Mm -hmm. So film was a new challenge. Yeah. So so when you saw it, what was the... What were like the attributes that you appreciated so much that you decided to like jump into it? You know the tones. No, um, it had a unique look to it. Um, it was, it was different, and I love what you could do with it too. Like if you scan it, depending on what kind of scanner you have, there's no set megapixels to it. Like you could make, if you shoot something on this and you do it right, like the scan, you could like cover up this whole wall with a perfect crisp picture. So it was like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know it's um, <clears throat> like digital comes with its certain challenges, but it's also, I guess, because it's so easy to like make mistakes on it. Yeah. There's like that extra challenge, like working with film. It's like, okay, I have to make sure this works out. I have yeah. to get the exposure. I have to, I have to. Right. So that yeah. kind of comes with that challenge that you have to present to yourself now. Yeah. Film uh, makes you slow down your process a lot, especially medium format. This one you get ten shots. This one you only have eight shots per roll. Yeah, so literally yeah. You're, you you've got a limited amount of tries mm-hmm. to get it right. Yeah, and a, a roll of film can be like eight to ten dollars, and that's like a dollar a shot. Do you really want to like keep shooting away and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely makes everything slow down. So you but you started with digital, which helped get into film. And set you up sort of for, for success? Or did you face a lot of shit, like a lot of challenges with jumping into this sort of thing? Well, I started, um, I definitely started with digital. Um, but jumping into film, it wasn't that hard. Like, you know, like I was reading, like I look a lot of, into it. Like mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of research. So like I felt like I knew what was going on when I jumped into it. Okay. So what's what's this camera exactly? Because you said you were telling this this is the camera that you were looking at. 
Yeah. When, when you were when you were at your grandmother's wake, you were like, mm-hmm. you wanted to distract yourself so much yeah. that you were like, fuck this shit, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, this is um, this is a Mami RZ sixty seven. Um, it's it's my baby. Um, I really like it because like a lot of photographers that I look up to, mm-hmm. like you know like fashion photographers from the 60s, 70s, they all shot film. And there's this one photographer, Herb Ritz. And this was his go-to camera with this lens too, the 180. And um, I love that dude's work. And I was like, yo, he shot it on this. Like, you know, like maybe I should get it. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I could do like something like that dope. And um, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's how it started. Cool. It's like a natural... It's a natural process, sort of. Yeah. Inspired by like this very almost impulsive moment. Yeah. Of just jumping into it. Had a big dose of fucking in my system. Yeah, no, that's what you need sometimes to to get some shit done, especially if it's something you're really interested in. Yeah. You know, sometimes you because you overthink a lot. You know, I think that's what I was talking to you about too, where I wanted mm-hmm. to get a medium format camera, but I haven't because I was like, oh, is it gonna come damaged? Is it gonna come right? I was like, I gotta get the right model. So here I am, like overthinking, but you just like. Yeah. Jump right into it. You know, like, I could have just left a bad review if it came out shitty, right? Yeah. Get my money back on PayPal. Just looking. <laughs> just looking. Um, yeah. And you have a pretty cool style, man. I know you work with uh, pretty cool models. Like, yeah, they're yeah. really open to get experimental and, and create something unique and different. Yeah. How do you, uh, like, how do you work with models? How do you get them comfortable to the point where they're, you know... They're getting naked in front of you, you know. It's for art, but now it's like they're showing you yeah. part of them. So the big thing for me, always maintain eye contact because that's like the model has to be comfortable too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could be a dick and be like, oh, do this, do this, do that. But like, it, I'm sure like at a higher level, but like when you're like, you know, on a lower level, it's like, who are you to be telling a model that, you know? So I think like you got to make the model feel as comfortable as possible for your, for your best shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like if they don't feel comfortable, you know, like their face is gonna look like a deer in a headlight. Yeah, they're like, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. I hate that. What am I doing? I hate that. Yeah, um, I was talking to my friend Adam about this too. A lot of it is kind of like breaking down sort of levels of comfortability through mm-hmm. communication, like using your words carefully. Yeah, like he was saying like, uh, and I would make this sort of like uh, I don't want to say mistake, but I guess like habit of using this word like, hey, relax your face, you know, when there's some tension. Yeah. You know? But he was telling me like, oh, he was shooting with this uh, yoga instructor. Okay. And she was telling him like, Adam, listen, instead of saying relax your face, which makes people feel like, oh, I'm not relaxed, say soften, soften Soft. your face, because then they'll be like, oh, okay, I guess you know something else triggers, because that's literally I guess the power of words, mm, yeah. you know, like you that say makes, something. That makes sense. I'm gonna try that. It's cool. Yeah. And like when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, okay. How come, why didn't I think of that? It took a yoga instructor to be like, you know, come with these other like verbiages, <laughs> a little softer sort Man, of approach. Yoga's, yoga's a good, you know. Yeah. You do mind. yoga? You do yoga? No, I did it like once. Mm. Yeah. But but you, you still you go to the gassy. gym, right? Hmm? You still go to the gym? Because I see, I remember seeing your videos where you're like, you're with a friend and you do like a pile driver and you do like these wrestling moves <laughs> in the gym. For fun. Yeah, I had a gym in my basement. They put a wrestling mat, which is like the biggest mistake. It said mm-hmm. no grappling. First thing we did, grapple. Yeah, how can't you? That's yeah, a part of the whole it, thing. Exactly. Like, I was doing like rock bottom and the Stone Cold Stunners. Oh, my God. It's cool you have friends that are down to do that. Yeah. Just I, get the fuck. I, I looked out of knife somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you I'm, can just so experiment. I'm like people just want to do shit. Yeah. How about this camera next to it now? 
This is uh, the Fuji GW690. So the negative gives you uh, six centimeters by nine centimeters. This mm -hmm. is six, six centimeters by seven centimeters. That's accurate, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's testing that's, you. Yeah, that's how big they are. Uh, the negatives are supposed to 35 millimeter. Um, this is actually my friend. He let me borrow it yesterday. Guy's a sweetheart. He's a Leica genius. Like, if you're familiar with the Leica cameras, mm -hmm. uh, this is a rangefinder. This is a SLR. So rangefinders don't have a mirror in here, and you have to like look through here, and it has two images, and you have to align them. Mm. Yeah. Damn, son, you're getting layered with it. Yeah. You're always trying to challenge yourself, and you already had a shoot with this. You said, I think. Um. I took it out to shoot yesterday, the day I got it, and I developed and scanned the film today. So I finally got it. It was actually my girlfriend that shot it. So I'm mm. going to go surprise her with a 36 by 55 inch print. Mm. I'm going to go bust out after this. Oh, you shot you shot her? or No, she was just shooting around. Uh, we're in Bayonne right now. So she she has an interest in rangefinders for some reason. She, she shoots too? A little no, bit. she was never into cameras. And then I got a Leica at home, and she looked into it, and... She just got in, she was like watching mad videos about like rangefinders. And I'm like, oh my God, if you're into it, let's, let's do it. Word. So my friend let me borrow this one. And my girlfriend has tiny hands. I have huge hands. This still looks big in my hands. No, I think it's a monster. Yeah. So she was like, we walked around and she actually liked it. She liked it better than Leica actually. So, so like, you know, she gets into cameras and stuff. I'm like, oh my God, keep, keep doing it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's ideal where like the SO is kind of into the same world mm -hmm. as you are, you know? Yeah. Like I, I already tried to force uh, Japanese pro wrestling onto her and uh didn't work. She wasn't into it. What does she do? What does she like to do? Uh, like in general? Mm -hmm. <sighs> she's a, she's big into books. Oh, so she's a big reader. Yeah. She's a big reader. Good. That's good. You need that balance too, though, yeah. about life. You're like, if you're with someone that does the same thing, it's like you can't escape. Yeah. You can't escape like the world, you know? So it's good to have sort of a separation. Is she doing the same thing to you or you're reading a book or something nowadays, like a book a week or something? Uh, well, we tried. I have this thing, like, I'm pretty sure I have ADD. Like, I just keep reading the same line over and over and over. I'm like, ah, I could just look it up oh. on Wikipedia, look up a synopsis. Yeah, and I get the, the sense of it. Yeah. yeah. I love comic books though. So if you want to read comic, like if she wants me to read comic books, I'm all for it. That's true. Yeah, I remember you, that. Babe. <laughs> it's like little little fucking. Hey, give me some comic books. Does she get you comic books? Uh, nah. No, it's just all you. It's yeah, all you kind of digging into me, it. Yeah. You've been into it for a while, right? Like we known each other for a pretty long. Yeah, I've time. known you since what? You were in second grade. Yeah, grammar school. Yeah, because you went to school with my brother. Uh huh. And I went to school with your brother. Yeah, 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 man. My brother's married now. Yeah, Jeez, I saw that. Shout that? out to yeah. Max, man. Yeah, yeah. My boy Josh shot the photos. Really beautiful wedding. Yeah. A little quaint, simple, in a cabin in the woods. A little eerie, a little eerie. Yeah. But it was winter, and so, you know, it was a nice snow sort of landscape Ooh. for the photos. That it was really nice. nice. It was really nice. But yeah, no, I've known you for a bit, man. Yeah. I've known you for a bit. We've gone on a journey. Yeah, man. Right? A lot of different like, shit. Same grammar school, same high school, same college. Mm-hmm. Except I left Marist after the, the first two years. Yeah, I mean, I was gone by then. Max graduated with you guys, yeah. Yeah. When did you, like, at what point did you start getting into, like, uh, film or f photography? Like, photography. that whole world, yeah. Because when we knew each other early on, like, 
you never came off yeah. as like giving a shit about any of that stuff. I just played football. Yeah, you were just like sport, like WWE. Like I remember that, you know. So yeah. when when did it start trickling in, like that interest? Um. So here's the story. I got into photography. Um. You know, I don't know if you remember after eighth grade, like we would all go to um, the waterfront, the Newport waterfront. I don't know if you used to go, um, but. <laughs> we would all go to the waterfront I see the skyline I'm like yo I want to take a cool picture with that like I want to take a really dope picture of the skyline and eventually in college right I'm struggling I don't know what I want to major in yet I'm like two three years in so I'm like so I get a camera and I'm like taking pictures of the skyline every day every day I'm like this is what I always wanted to do and um that's how I got into photography in general. But then I got into portrait photography because a friend was like, hey, can you take pictures for my uh, music recital? And I'm like, okay, cool. I wanted to like, you know, I want to do good. So I got um, a strobe light. Mm -hmm. And that like portrait just went downhill from there. Like, I mean, like the ball started rolling. I didn't mean oh, yeah. downhill. <laughs> you know what I mean? You started and it just went. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this. Just fucking crash and burn. <laughs> No, I hear you. Yeah. And I think I remember when you started investing in the equipment too. Yeah. That's cool. How did the shoot go? The first time using that strobe light? It was really good actually. Like I was surprised. I was like, how the fuck did I do this? It was easy. It was not easy, but it, it became like a natural thing. So I guess it was a good thing that it was your friend that you were yeah, with. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That whole experience was kind of a little calmer than like a immediately serious thing like a client like bringing yeah. you on board or something not oh, you were no, like no, with no. a friend first everything always was with friends mm. so um yeah it went really good use a smoke machine and the strobe lights came out great oh smoke machine yeah nice man get that depth i have this weird Jeez. thing where i like playing with fire and smoke machines and yeah i remember seeing fire in some shots yeah. you just burn shit yeah i had a model light her hand on fire yeah how twice that? oh fuck it was, did you get, was it a nice shot? She was like, ah. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Um, so she held it in front of her hand like this, and it looked like it was coming out of her mouth at one point. Oh. Yeah. And then I had another one. It was a dancer. I really wanted to dance her on fire, but she was like singeing her forearm hair. Mm. And I guess the smell was like fucking with her head. And she like, she was like, nah. No, she, didn't, she didn't look comfortable in the shots at all. Oh, man. What, what kind of drove you into that whole world? The fire? Yeah, just kind of starting at this, like, dangerous level. I mean, pushing things, pushing the envelope already. So I'm a huge fan of, like, Dragon Ball Z and, you know, animes. So it's like, yo, you'll be dope if had a fireball. Like, I know how to make little explosions. Mm -hmm. Like, controlled little explosions. Like, to yourself, though. Like, somewhere but with a model now. Yeah, like a small, like, like a six-foot flame. How does that even work? What is that? So you have like the fire and you could take um this thing. I'm not gonna give one my secret. You oh, you don't gotta reveal the secret. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah, sprinkle yeah, it magician. on the fire and it comes up. Mm. And you know from like a from a high point. Yeah, and it'll like cause it'll light up the whole thing that you sprinkle on it. So you get like a nice little wall of fire. Mm. It's not gunpowder, right? <laughs> it's actually something you get at the supermarket. Oh god. Oh, cool. Is that I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. That's cool, man. That's cool that you're already kind of like uh knowing these influences trying to draw them in you know yeah and bringing them into your work because i think it's important to always be sort of like taking things in because that's how you learn you know like do that experimentation i assume you learn okay now you know how to do it yeah more controlled and how to like have someone look normal or look a certain way yeah. doing that thing i always do it too like before um 
the model does it like i light my hand on fire first but look it's okay mm -hmm. yeah that's good that's the same thing i feel like as a as a director too it's like if you want uh, and specifically too for photographers if you're trying to get a certain look or a certain like feeling mm -hmm. like we sort of do the whole thing first like when i direct yeah. if it's a certain like like emotion or certain motion like certain thing that i'm trying to get out of the person mm -hmm. i like if it doesn't communicate verbally i just always try to like act it out yeah. and give them this guidance to sort of follow yeah and it helps it helps like with uh getting the idea across a mm -hmm. lot easier yeah. for that too it's just more like safety too it's like look it's fine yeah. i could do it you can it's do okay it. <laughs> i have long hair <laughs> but that would be kind of a dope ass photo yeah like the hair on fire I love taking pictures of people fucking up. Like, oh man, you must have a lot. I mean, if you were experimenting with that, yeah. Like, I mean, not drastic fuck ups where like it's like bodily harm, but like no, yo, never. Like, I had a friend; she was on uh, roller skates one time. Mm. I was like, you know, I'm gonna take. If you bust your ass, I'm gonna take a shot. I was having trouble with the strobe that whole day. She busted her ass, and the strobe went off perfectly. And I got the shot. What was it like? Felt like felt backwards. She was like four, like this. Oh. I was like, yo. I think it's so cool, man. Like taking these moments, like freezing time yeah. for a moment, you know. You've gone as far as like printing it though. Yeah. You've gone as far as even getting what's the printer in your studio? Uh I have a 36 inch Canon printer. It's not the best printer, but you know, I found it on Craigslist for cheap. So mm -hmm. I'm just at a starting point. Make prints like this wide. Yeah. I saw like yeah. this. Just so. color prints too yeah, right? color prints did you start stuff. with did you start with black and white or you always uh, tried to like kind of incorporate color into the work no I, I i tried both like you know i experimented with both i'm still like in the experimenting phase with it mm -hmm. so like i haven't mastered anything about it yet i see i see is there anything you prefer with uh like photography like you like the you like incorporating colors or do you like black and white and like that contrast so i for film i love slide film slide film is um, slide film oh yeah no go ahead you're about to yeah yeah slide film is um you know how you get a negative mm -hmm. so on a slide film you get a positive it's what um like old school fashion photographers used to use if it was color it was most likely on a slide film because mm -hmm. like you get very vibrant and true to like the true to the situation color yeah i i must have known that at some point because i took like two film photography yeah. courses at ndcu and uh, one of them was a color, and that's why it sounds like sort of familiar. It's kind of cool, man. The process, yeah, the process. I remember NGCU too, like when the you would develop the rules. So I think you kind of spoke about it earlier when we were just talking to each other. It's like you put it in the spool, you take the roll out, but in complete darkness, and then once you put yeah. it in the spool, you close it. Then you're safe to like head out into light. So you have your own situation at home where you kind of do that process, right? Yeah, I use um, I use a changing bag. So it's like a pitch black bag with like two layers. I used to do it in my bathroom. I used to like shove towels everywhere, mm -hmm. make it light tight on the fucking floor or something, yeah. just to make sure the light doesn't make leave. sure yeah. no light comes in. But then I like uh, watched a YouTube ghost video, and like I started getting chills. Like I started imagining shit. Mm -hmm. I started being able to see in the dark. I was like, nah, fuck this. Mm -mm, yeah. Like I just threw all the film inside the tank. I didn't even reel it up. I just closed it and I just got the fuck out of there. You got the fuck out. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this. Mm, man. The imagination runs wild, man. It does. Especially when you can't see shit. Yeah. That's why at night does. when you see a fucking sweater, it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Shadows from trees. Mm-hmm. 
I guess weird. Your mind though is just like playing tricks on you. Do you? But do you believe in paranormal activity? You believe in spirits? Oh yeah, like I do that? actually. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, uh, have you in? Uh, you sound like you encountered something. Yeah, like, I've seen like, some oh, stuff. Uh, shit. Sorry. You think if you talk about it, it's like. No, I don't mind talking back. about it. It's just like it's weird. Yeah. So, um, have you seen Predator? The movie Predator. Yeah. You're one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, that so like you know when he's invisible, like mm-hmm. you see his outline, you can kind of see through him. So I was in my house, um, and my mom, when we were younger, she would like just turn off all the TVs, turn off everything, just the lights, just help us with our homework. And you could hear like dead silence, like you could hear like the electricity and the light bulbs. Yeah. So my kitchen, the way it is, is there's an entrance here, there's an entrance here. At this entrance, you got the door to leave the apartment. So we heard like a dish move. And my mom thought it was a mouse or something. So she went in one side to like see. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as she went here, the other side I saw like a predator. It was like it was like a human shape, but it had like that predator camel and just went out. And I was like, yo, fuck this. Shit, was that was that at night? Yeah, it was like six, seven o'clock at night. Yeah, that's that's pretty weird. Yeah, and then uh comes That to building out, that you live in too is pretty old. Yeah. Pretty old. Yeah. It was uh yeah, it's pretty creepy too. My uh, my uncle saw weight move in the gym by itself. Damn, we got a ghost working out. Yeah, he's trying to work. He hasn't been in there. Like people I know, like they get chills in there. I'm like, yeah, I lived here my Has whole somebody life. Somebody died in there. Um, ninety nine point nine percent chance people have died in there. Damn, in the gym or it used to be something else. Oh, in the else. gym. I don't know about in the gym. Mm. Yeah, no, the building. I'm sure. Yeah, the whole yeah. building. I'm sure. But the gym. The gym. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe, right? Maybe somebody was working late at night alone and they just didn't have somebody to spot them. Like, oh. Some old dude, you know? You always got to have somebody to spot you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I dropped a 135-pound bar on my throat one time. Oh, fuck. Because yeah, I got a friend. I he just kind of felt that. I was laughing so hard I didn't feel it, though, because like, it was on a, de- <laughs> yeah, it was on a decline bench. Yeah. And my friend. Oh, so you're like, you're like really far back. I'm like benching and then I'm laughing and it just goes here while my head's up. But I'm laughing so hard because my friend, he has huge tits. And yeah. I saw it for sure. And I just saw tits. And I'm like, ah. Boom. <laughs> Wait, this is, has this been your friend for a while? You said you, this is the first time seeing his tits? Or it's just like you're... No, he always had tits. But he always had like, tits. It's, it's just, just like, like when, you're, when you're lifting weights, you know, like you have to put your head in like a serious place. Yeah. 135, you know, that's like your warm-up. So when you see it, it was like... Unless you're warm if you're a fucking monster already. Well, you know, yeah, well, my warm is like, my warm is like 20, 25. Okay. I'm just getting back. You know, I, I get to like, if it's, if it's just a decline, yeah. it's just staying there right now. That's yeah. like actually like my max warm up. I lied. Warm up is probably like 15 <laughs> and then I hit 20, 25 and that's like, that's like the final set usually. Hey, but I just started coming back to the gym. So now yeah. it's like getting more comfortable with like the higher weights. Yeah. I haven't lifted weights probably in like a while, like over two years. Like, oh. I haven't lifted weights seriously, so I'm probably weak as shit. Damn. Yeah, I remember I went to squat 135 and I pulled my hamstring. Shit. I was yeah. like, oh, man. You wouldn't think, though. You look strong, but I guess it's your body that's already kind Yeah, of I'm, like, really fat, so, like, I could just throw my weight around. Yeah, if you were in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking. I mean, I know jiu-jitsu, too, so. Oh, word? Yeah. Damn, when did you practice that? Uh, I trained jiu-jitsu for, like, a year, and then um, I haven't trained... A year, uh, cause of COVID. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but before that, I was like going to Muay Thai Jiu Jitsu. 
Word. Yeah. How were how you, how did you deal with COVID? How did you deal with like that first, first few months? Nobody wanted to go out. Nobody wanted to shoot, postponements, cancellations. Oh yeah, I wasn't doing nothing. Like. You were just laying around? Yeah, I was laying around. I like, wasn't sure how to go out of wearing gloves, masks, everything. Yeah. Like, and then like, like my friends that were like, they didn't take it seriously and they were just being around me. I'm like, yo, wear that shit. I'm going to fuck you up. Like, I had to threaten him at this point. Like, I felt horrible doing it, but it's like, bro. You never know. Like, you yo. live with parents, right? Yeah. Nah, man. It was pretty. It was a pretty serious moment. Like, now we're so jaded about it. And like, yeah. You know, we have, like, these creative masks and now who gives a fuck. It's like, woo. You yeah. got, like, the cool-looking, uh, who's that from again? Uh, Friday 13, Jason. Yeah, there you go. You got Jason. You know, I've always had the medical blue, but no. Um, some people were taking it too lightly, like too casually. Yeah. You know, some people didn't even really believe, like, oh yeah, it's not. It's, they're taking it too far. It's not that serious. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's literally people dying. But it takes until like someone loses someone in their own circle yeah. for them to take it seriously. And that's the shit you want to avoid. You know? Yeah. So you threatening your friends, like fuck them, you know, fucking. Yeah, because like, they're throw, just like, being around me, hanging out my studio. I'm like, yo, nah. Do you ever like backhand, like put that shit on? Nah. Never got that serious. Uh, I have. That's why. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Several times. Yeah. You have to. You have to put friends in your place, man. Look like that Batman Robin meme. Was that Batman? To Robin Batman or Robin? Robin meme, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. So you, you, you were just chilling, though? You were just chilling for the most part? Oh, Kind of, yeah. like, catching up on yourself? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was just at home, like, just watching YouTube. I lost my job. Yeah. So it was like um You were bouncing, right? You were a bouncer? Yeah, I was a bouncer. So like yeah. you know, everything the, shut down. The right way to say it is bouncer, not bouncing. But that's what you can say too. I'm I just for some reason I'm, I think I'm security at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 for some reason I just imagine you bouncing. Oh you're bouncing, yeah. right? No, yeah. So you lost that for a moment. Or they they just kind of momentarily let you go or like did they tell you Well, oh, I mean everything was shut down, so Yeah. There was really nothing to do. So uh yeah. Just uh, lost my job, so I was like, I tried to shoot photography for at a time, so like, cause I couldn't shoot people, mm -hmm. yeah. So or at least comfortably, right? Yeah. In I, that beginning, I remember moment. coming to Mana too, and it was like a, it was dead. Mm -hmm. It was like you couldn't hear nothing, like nobody was here. Yeah, they closed it off to the public. Yeah, and then people just didn't want to really come in anyway, mm -hmm. uh, which is like a shame, cause. I remember their their open houses. I have yet to like really experience them. Oh, I've yet to experience one. The open yeah. houses are great. What'd you do the last open house? If so you remember. The last open house I did was fall twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. I only had one open house. And um what I did was I shot three D portraits of people on film. Ooh. Yeah. The ones that the ones are like Yeah, that. yeah, the, the little What camera ones. is that? That's just a three D camera. Yeah, it's a Nishika um N eight thousand. It has mm -hmm. uh four lenses on it. So that's cool. how you get that effect. And it takes up two uh two frames of film. And then I did um contact sheets. So I did mm -hmm. film contact sheets and then the print over it. Contact sheets. Isn't a contact sheet when it's uh the whole roll? Yeah. Develop, right? Yeah, yeah. So you did that for people? You No, no, no. Like I did that um like to show, to show my work. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. And then um, you had it around. 
Yeah, like, yo, I, I worked my ass off for that one. Like, to get those prints out, like, the four days leading up to it, I probably slept, like, 10 hours altogether. Word, yeah. Yo, like, I was like, I just you wanted to You took it fucking it serious. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I got introduced to Manna through an open house. And I was like, yo, I want to, you know, like, I want to do good. Like, I want to look good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I went pretty hard. No, it's and, cool, man. Yeah, and, the, and I assume, like, having been a part of the event, outside now that you're inside mm-hmm. it's like okay you kind of know what people are doing and yeah how to like how to present your shit yeah like and then i had something set up for um i started working on my uh spring 2020 um project and then covid mm-hmm. yeah so covid hit what was that project about so i was working with um so my friend angie right um she does like these uh mannequin torsos and then she puts like flowers on them and does like great designs so i was like yo how about we put that on a person hmm. so like we were gonna have the mannequin and then have a person we we're gonna go by decade like the 60s inspired 70s inspired 80s inspired 90s inspired and then with the flowers and everything and um yeah we were, like i was gonna shoot it on a uh, medium format i was gonna have the hmm. uh, the contact sheets the actual print and then the mannequin how yeah. Wow. It's pretty creative, man. Yeah. I like how you don't um you don't like constrain yourself. You know, you don't like hunt for this like typical like oh headshots uh, corporate, yeah. uh you know, you don't hunt for this money. Like uh, you you're open to these creative ideas, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not a lot of like photographers i feel like experiment enough nowadays like yeah. i know john john he does some crazy shit too yeah, with like exposures really and good, like yeah. lighting and all this stuff i feel like that's always important just yeah. to like keep exploring shit. yeah i love that he shoots film too yeah. yeah i actually met him on a reddit film forum you met john uh yeah i met john john on um the reddit uh one of the subreddits i was like yo you're from jay city he's like oh yeah. that's cool and then like we met i was like oh shit. that's crazy you guys didn't realize that you were like right here oh this was before man Oh, gosh. Okay. You've been here for like two years? Uh, About a year and a half. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mana, man. It's always kind of like, I mean, right now it's like, you know, COVID, but it's always got this feeling, this like constant feeling of like Mm -hmm. artists working and creating. So it kind of keeps you sort of like, okay, I got to keep doing my shit. And we stay in the basement so much. We don't realize like how, what, like the caliber of artists upstairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's like a lot of high caliber artists upstairs. I know, yeah. John Mignon, he John shot Mignon, like, yeah. yeah, he's he's shot like uh, Jay Z's covers, yeah. Nas, DMX. He's got like so many. He's actually people. the one that opened my eyes up to Mana because I saw on his Instagram that he was here. I'm like, two two blocks away. So mm. I came, I met him. Yo, he was cool as shit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like you gotta be a chill ass fucking dude if you've worked with so many like yeah. acclaimed like incredible artists, you know. I mean, you'd be surprised. That could go to your head, you know. Yeah. But he was a pretty humble dude. I haven't met him. He was I haven't had the luxury cool. yet. Yeah, like, I, he was downstairs in the basement talking to somebody. He was planning a shoot one time. I walked by. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm like, yo, he didn't have to say hi. Yeah. Like, you know, like, bro, you you that guy, bro. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking say hi to me. That was, <laughs> like, you, don't <laughs> to, you don't want to say hi. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were, we were talking about ego earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's good to it's good to know that he's got one that's like not about arrogance. Yeah, exactly. Super chill. Super chill, man. I'm gonna take a little bit of water real quick. Take it. Hang on. Yo, these mics are crazy. Like you, could you can hear yourself breathing, right? Yeah, like I've never felt fatter in my life. 
You do ASMR video. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking about doing ASMR at yeah. some point. Eating crab legs. Yeah, crab legs. Things that kind of like have a good chew to them. Mm-hmm. Cow tongue. Added to the list. Raw lingua. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think you go, this was delicious. Yeah, I, I don't drink water enough. <clears throat> yeah. I try to. I don't, well, I don't take care of myself too much. Uh, yeah. Not on, you know, not on purpose. It's like you get lost in the work, yeah. the editing and the, the shooting. You forget and, to eat. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird because, uh, well, now I'm in the place where like, I want to gain weight and, you yeah. know, I'm going to the gym. I'm doing yoga actually too. So I'm, I'm aware that, you know, your mental state is directly connected mm-hmm. to like diet and the way you treat yourself, the way you treat your body. Uh, but like, man. Top of last year, last year, I wasn't doing too great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I would recommend jujitsu. Mm. It's fun and it's a lot of work. So, like, how do I be in shape? Like, I lost 25 pounds in, like, three months, not a change to my diet. Oh, yeah, doing just that? Just going once a week. And it's a lot of grappling and it's a lot of, like, what? what's the, what's that world like? So, it's, like, pretty much grappling, like, um... A lot of uh, MMA is like found like based in jujitsu. Like when it comes to the ground, jujitsu and wrestling are like the main things. Mm-hmm. Uh, jujitsu is uh, super fun. It's like super fun, a lot of work, but you don't realize how much work you're putting in because you're having so much fun. Yeah, and it's probably like a real uh, therapeutic thing to it, right? Because when yeah. you're in it, it's you, your mind really can't like trail off to anything else. You're just focusing on what's going on, right? Yeah, like actually, like the way I got into it was I always wanted to do it. But it was always expensive. And um, the spot I went to, uh, they had a deal. Uh, Henzo Grace, Jury City. It's on uh, Barrow in Columbus. Mm. So uh, they had a deal. And like I went, I took it. It was like a discount for like one month. And I was like, oh, my God. Dope. I love this. And like, you know, like I started getting so confident. with like, Because like I'm a big dude. But like mm-hmm. I was never too mm-hmm. confident when it came to like fighting and stuff. Because like I'm realistic. Like you could be a big dude and like get knocked out by like a smaller dude, easy. Yeah, if there's like, like planning. If there's strategy behind, yeah, it, you like know? just because you're big, it doesn't mean anything. So like you know, I learned like jujitsu, and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty confident. Like you know, I wasn't picking fights with nobody, but I'm like, I would know how to handle myself in this situation. Right now, if you're walking with your lady and some shit with now, <laughs> yeah, break a fucking leg off, <laughs> chew on it like some cow tongue, or get stabbed. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Wait, do they do they give you those examples where someone's like it's not like that, right? Where it's like someone has a knife and they're like, no, oh, like no, diffuse no, no. it. No, that's just the it's just the art form. No, so, that's uh, what they focus one on. One of my coaches, he was like, Yo, man, he's like, Jujitsu is great unarmed. He's like, But I'm not gonna be one of these dudes, I'm not gonna tell you how to disarm a gun. If a guy points a gun at you, you get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you try to dip or he's try like, to bargain. You, you get out of there, you give him your money. Mm-hmm. He's like, Cause a gun shoots. It, it doesn't choke you out. It kills you. Yeah. Unless so, you're fucking John Wick and somehow, like, yeah, you just know how to dodge a bullet, you know? I mean, yeah, you could. Keanu Reeves can only dodge bullets, though. He's the only one that I think learned I, it. Yeah, I don't think Morpheus. they use, I don't think they use CGI. Yeah. It was, it, it was real on set. Yeah. It was real on set. They, heard, had a, they had a stuntman. He he did die. Oh. The stuntman died, and Keanu was like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And he fucking just killed it. <laughs> he probably felt bad. He's like, I should have done this in the first place. <laughs> He felt terrible. Like, what am I going to tell his family? The other, guy, <laughs> the other guy had a whole family, man. 
That is cool, man. Yeah. I, and and I agree about the fact that like it made you feel more confident and stuff because I've never been in a fight either, you know. And that's mm-hmm. one thing that's always in the back of my head, like, bro, I've never really like been in a in a situation where I had to like defend my yeah. own like life till like you know the the bitter end. Yeah. Um. And I feel like there's a natural instinct that might kick in if you are like you know fighting like something's gonna kick mm-hmm. in. But if there's no like understanding of like your yeah. body in that physical way, if you have no strategy, if you don't know how to really hit. You might you might hurt yourself more than you're gonna hurt the fucking yeah, other exactly. person. You know? Like you know, they always say like it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Or say yeah. that one more time. It's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Mm. So like it's always good to know these things. It's a good. Where's that from? Is that just a random thing? You know? I honestly forgot. It's from something though. I just forgot. It's dope. No, it's cool. You have yeah. these these quotes. It's good to have these quotes to drop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I wouldn't want to be a gardener during a war. <laughs> during a war. Like, That's what they did in Germany, I think. They just grabbed people. I think World War II, they just started grabbing people to fight, you know, just regular uh, folk. Here's a gun. Good luck. And they're like, okay. Isn't that what Japan did in World War II? Yeah, I feel like a lot of... Yeah, like, I feel like a lot of those countries that were kind of on the losing stick yeah. forced their civilians to It'd be take like up that. arms. Yeah, World War II was pretty bad. It was. The first time we... Uh, is that the only time we nuked, or yeah. a country nuked another country? America. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the only, yeah. and then we realized, like, holy shit. Yeah, that was the only time a nuclear weapon was used. Holy shit! Yeah, that was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it was, that it got to that point. It was fucking wild. That's like a that's like a turn off button. Nobody talks about the fire bombs too. The fire bombs. They fire bombed the shit out of Tokyo. The napalm bomb. The napalm bombing. Uh, I think it was ballistic bombs or napalm bombing. One of those. But they fucked Tokyo. Uh. I remember, I don't know if that movie was based on uh, Grave of the Fireflies. Have you seen that? I think it was about that. It was like about this kid who was basically like delocated because of, uh, I think it was the napalm bombings. Because uh, the fireflies were connected to this like, and, and I remember seeing, it's, it's an animated movie too. Okay. Um, it's really beautiful. But no, yeah, a lot of that's just kind of brushed, uh, brushed down in history. Yeah, it's not stuff that we're proud of, so we kind of keep it off the books. Yeah. <laughs> keep it off the books. Oh wait, what happened here? Oh, I hope that wasn't off for too long. Oh man, I need an intern. <laughs> <laughs> um, Craigslist. Do you have an LLC? If you mind me asking. Yeah, I am. I am my own LLC. You can. Uh, I am my own. Wanderoke LLC. Yeah, I could definitely. You can go talk to colleges and offer them credits. Mm-hmm. You can have a kid just press a button. Yeah, um, I I want to get this like sort of world more situated, so I know like if I'm bringing someone on, because having been an intern before, like mm-hmm. I know that feeling of like kind of feeling like I'm not doing much or not learning a lot, and you know when I bring someone on board, I want them to feel like they're getting something good, you know, something good out of it, uh, whether it's like on set you know so if things are happening like consistently bringing them on set you know and, and, and this sort of stuff is kind of like rudimentary at some point you could kind of like understand the whole procedure but yeah you know it's kind of like it's a little basic at first what did you uh what did you where, where did you do your internship um the fir- my first internship was in uh north bergen with this like spanish company Oh, okay. uh, they dealt with like finances and like I was like behind the scenes where I had to like turn the cameras on. Oh, okay. uh, they had like a teleprompter. I just make sure it was working. How'd you like it? Uh, 
it was cool it was cool it was like a first sort of time i'm kind of into this world of like mm -hmm. they went online on the radio and they streamed on uh youtube wow so it was like 7 a.m so it was super early so that's the only thing i didn't really care for it was like really early yeah, i had to like show up five. yeah i had to really and, and my dad brought me at the time because i didn't have a car mm -hmm. so he would bring me over there drop me off and then uh uh, I remember this guy I was working with Guillermo. They're, you know, very small crew. I think it was just like me, him, and one other person. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty chill. You know, it wasn't exactly the world I wanted to like get into. Uh, and it was pretty simple, kind of just like turn the camera on and like make sure things are running smoothly. But it was also paid. Oh. It was kind of paid. It was a little bit. It was only oh. like 50 bucks or something. But at the time, I was like, oh, cool. I mean, internship is supposed to be just for credits, you know? So, yeah. Uh, that yeah that that wasn't what uh kind of like stuck onto me though i went to milk studios oh okay for, for like my third internship and that's what kind of was more into the world like it was more editorial based mm -hmm. but there's a lot of shit that i remember from there was this after college mm -mm, all in college all in college so i did like three internships like one each semester that i decided to be in media arts i went through the same process like i wasn't sure what i wanted to do uh for a while i was like undeclared until like i got to um like the end of my sophomore year time going towards junior year mm -hmm. i just like okay i'm kind of it's like the third year i'm getting into and i'm not sure what to do yeah. so decided media arts and then from there uh i tried to do as many like internships as i could to kind of keep getting like yeah. that outside experience because ngc wasn't really doing nice, it that's smart yeah and and leg studio like legs media i think it was called was dissolved while it was there so it was always interesting i was in these i was in these like businesses that uh ended up disappearing like my second internship was at this place robot fondue and the office like closed down after i left it uh, I guess just because they were focusing on their Texas. I think they were in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, Austin, Texas or something. They had an office. So I think they were just focusing in and on their New York branch shut down. Then Legs Media, I was in there. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about organizing projects and like visually like pulling moments and selects, like kind okay. of looking through. I learned a lot. And then it kind of slowed down towards the end. And I realized before the internship ended that the business, like the company was dissolving. Yeah. Like that that branch of the company because Milk Studios is a yeah. is a big thing. So... I ended up going to this other post-processing thing in Milk called like Vellum okay. and just kind of sitting around watching yeah. these guys like touching up people's skin and doing all this other shit. I didn't really learn much from there. I hate though. editing. Editing is always a boring part for me. Mm -hmm. for me, me too. It's really strenuous. Um, everything else is pretty fun. Like, and then, you, and then you stare at something and then you adjust it, but it'll look the same to you. So like. You just get like, like when I first started editing, I like super contrasty skin, like skin was orange, but it looked fine because it's a difference. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. That's what's cool though. Like if you look back, you should see that difference. Like if you yeah. look back, it's like, oh man, there's so much shit that I ignored or didn't even realize. And now you're like, you fine tune every, a little bit of everything. Yeah. But it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely the stressful part, um, particularly with video too, where, uh, there's the the more fun part is like being on set. You know, I you're hate with video. Yeah. Oh yeah. Video is its own thing. That's why you have to be so hyper organized mm -hmm. to even like really attack it in like a in a in a what's the word? Yeah, and I guess in, in in a good way. Like if you're disorganized, you'll find yourself just kind of stumbling and messing around yeah. too much, wasting a lot of time. Um, you gotta have a solid vision. 
Mm-hmm. You have a yeah, you have that solid vision, and I already have by now like this procedure that kind of provides a guideline. You know, like I make mm-hmm. a treatment, and that treatment travels on to the shoot, like the production and post. Mm-hmm. So like now, after a few years, like there's this like map that yeah. I like I know that I need to create at the beginning of the project in order to be okay, like on set shooting and in post. But even in post, it's just so it's not boring, but I'm definitely in like an active person. Like I like mm-hmm. to be on set, walking around thinking. It's like, okay, I love what you did that time. Let's do it a little different next time. A little bit of a smirk, an action. You know, put like a little love, gumption into it. Put a little, oh, you know what I'm saying? You know, just giving these like giving these people these moments and like living like in the moment. And editing is just kind of like okay, it's like the aftermath now. It's like okay, you know, if you did a good job, if like. I look at all the footage and you see everything, you know, and, and the ideas translate from the treatment, you know, if you do a good job, but then it's like, now you have to piece it together. So now you have to like, take your time, like feeling out the song and like putting yeah. this there, putting this, that there on oh, no, that has to be a little longer. Bah, 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 bah. And, uh, it's a very sensitive thing, man. It's yeah. a very sensitive thing. Cause it's like, it's the last piece of the puzzle, but yeah. it's like, Probably the most important because you're it like... It could make a break. Yeah. Bad and sound could make a break up. Exactly. Film. Exactly. Because it's like you're piecing the story together in this mm-hmm. moment, you know? So it's now all the pressure is like on the editor. So yeah. So it's kind of stressful because it's like, okay, I have to direct. Great job. You did a good job. Now I have to edit. So, okay, let's see if I can do it again. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like a round two, you know? Like one more time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... um. But it's fun, you know, like no complaints. Uh, like ideally you find someone who understands your style and understands the vision, you know, and you mm. work with them. But typically budgets don't really have that flexibility yet. Like where I am, you know, like with more independent artists, it's like uh, you have to be a jack of all trades. You have to be a jack of all trades, but then like, you know, choose your shit at yeah. some point. Like I used to shoot my own music videos too. So I would direct and shoot and edit and mm. like, there's a there comes a cost that like quality at that point yeah. you know you're trying to do too much yeah you're trying to like control too much um so it's really trust you know it's kind of like it's kind of like bringing an assistant on times five like yeah being an assistant you know is going to be like attentive on time you know mm-hmm. they're not going to show up late and you have to worry about where the fuck they are and you have to like, carry on shits like choosing someone to shoot the music videos it's like they need to understand your your eyes like your mind yeah. and your vision and they need to understand you know the technical side of the camera and everything that goes into the lighting and the intricacies of that mm-hmm. and then once you find that person or persons you know because there's, there's there's so many yeah. out there things get a little easier yeah things get a little easier yeah because not everybody could be a master of everything mm-hmm so like, there's always people that master sound, master light, you know, master editing, cinematography. Yeah, it goes back to the ego thing. Like, yeah. there's no way you can be a master of everything. You have to like realize that there's roles, you yeah. know, and there's people that specialize in those roles. Mm-hmm. And the more you like accept that, yeah, the better the better your product's gonna be at the end of the of course, day. You got to put aside. I want my name the biggest. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got to put this aside and just be like, yo, what do I contribute? Yeah. Like what's my specialty? What can I do for this? And I guess it's like only slightly different for you, right? Since you're a photographer, you're like yeah. the lead. You're like the lead. But do you work with like set designers? Or you work with like you work with makeup artists? You work mm-hmm. with stylists, right? So it's like yeah. bringing those people into the world too, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've never worked with a set designer before, but I do work with a makeup artist and stylist. And it's like, I don't know how like film does it, but like when it comes to photography, mm-hmm. like just a three person team, four person if you count the model too, it's like, oh my God, now we got to line up everybody's schedule, this and that. Yo, are they going to flake? Mm-hmm. So like yeah, sometimes it's a little difficult putting like big groups. Like if it was up to me, like just me model. Yeah, you're just That's fucking. Like, you have like the makeup kit on your arm yeah. and shit. You're ready to go. Like, I actually you, thought I could learn how to like. I actually tried learning makeup so I could like. <laughs> yeah, did your girlfriend try to help you some? Or? Yeah, my girlfriend ended up looking uh, horrible. Like with the makeup I <laughs> I did. It was like very blotchy and. <laughs> but like first time, like, for first the first time, time yeah. yeah. Like, did she tell you what everything was about too? Like the plus does this and like yeah, the, you know? but like you know, I have a short attention span, so I was like, oh, okay, I got this. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, she like <laughs> square eyebrows, <laughs> like terrible. Her eyebrows look like Eugene Levy's. <laughs> oh my god, man! And then you realize, man, makeup is such a important thing. Yeah, it really is about that whole process. Good makeup artist too, because like it shows like you know no makeup or good makeup. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, a lot of people, like, like a lot of models, actually, like, they'll just come 10 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. But then when you have, like, a real makeup artist, like, oh, I see the difference. Especially when you, like, want to do something creative, like, creative ideas. Like, you need to know somebody that can do certain makeup looks. Like, that could put glitter on your face. That could make this look like the 70s, 80s, or whatever. Yeah, especially when you get colorful, too, right? With, mm-hmm. like, the... Um whatever they call the eye like eyeshadow you know it's like blue or purple but it's like more of a delicate thing so Mm -hmm. you need somebody really paying attention to the small details Mm -hmm. and that too having somebody on set paying attention to those details like as you're shooting you know you're active and like you you sweat and it's like okay it's like one eyelash off but you're focused on like fucking exposure and focusing and all these other things you can't really focus on that so it's like having that extra element on set to you know like pay attention to all those little things yeah there like there have been shoots where um I shot it, put it out, and then, like, I just see, like, a, a makeup blemish here. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, man. This is, like, when I first started. Like, I was, like, making a lot of, like, makeup errors. I had one, and she had, like, a streak here. I was like, mm-hmm. the fuck did I miss that? Damn. Yeah, yeah, you can't catch everything. Yeah. I remember shoot too. yeah, where I had uh, this girl, her in her, like, in her smile, she had, like, on her tooth, she had, like, a... Uh, Lipstick on, but thankfully, you know, no, no photos. Oh, okay. So you know, thankfully, it's like Photoshop. You can just kind of like you know uh, do the clone tool or whatever, kind of hide it. But it's like interesting. It's like yeah, you know, I was kind of taking like medium shots. Yeah, it's like the biggest thing that um I hate for shoots is when they have their uh, their hair tie on their wrist, and then you catch it last minute. You're like, fuck. Oh man, because they're so hard to edit. Yeah, wrist start. Yeah, yeah, mistakes like that suck. Yeah, you know, I had a shoot. Uh, I had like a. Uh, what's it called? What's it called when somebody's proposed? I had a proposal shoot. Proposal. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Somebody what's it called? Proposal. Proposal. <laughs> I had this proposal shoot, and it was um, it was in this place that you know you get a wristband to enter. Oh, it was yeah. like a surprise, you know. So kind of shot it, and it's nice. You know, the family showed up. Oh, the surprise! You know, like oh, you know. And then we kept going with all the photos and stuff. And then at the end, we realized like oh shit, they didn't take the wristbands off. Mm. So now like all the photos have a fucking wristband. So now I have to kind of go in there and like Photoshop each thing, but the job's already been done. I edited all the photos, you know, so now it's like this extra labor that I've been like kind of like, you know, like, fuck, really? It sounds messed up, but it depends. Like, are you getting paid enough for that? 
no it was already done yeah. job's already done so i got paid and it's like oh shit actually yo can you take this these wristbands off oh he asked you to yeah and uh you know now i have to now that i'm saying here i have to because you know i've already delayed a week longer than like i said yeah i got it so now you know but it's those small details that it's hard to think about Mm. mostly because also too that's like a proposal shoot so you're thinking about like okay i need to pay attention this is an important moment in this guy's life oh my god dude i was pretty stressed out i'm I'm probably not gonna do proposals again because it's too strenuous proposals i'm okay with the actual wedding Oh, you I, haven't you, you don't fuck with weddings nah, too much. I don't do weddings. They're too much, huh? It's just too much, and you know, like I can't deal with the bridezilla. You know, like if I get an attitude, I'm gonna give one back. Mm, you know? That's yeah, like, that, and it's tough to eat that. It's tough to like. Okay, I okay. like I just can't be like okay, okay, because like, like I told you, like you know, like I was a bouncer. I work in in the bar scene. I don't I deal with that a lot, but like as a bouncer, you know, you could be like, well, fuck you too. You know, like. So I kind of had that mentality when it comes to stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it's like a natural instinct. Yeah, like a natural instinctual fuck you. So like fuck, and then you can't do that with a client. It's like so a, like if I do that with a client, like I'm not gonna curse out a bride on her wedding day. Yeah. But I know like if I get the wrong bride, I might. So I'd rather not. Mm. So you yeah. know, you know your limitations. You're missing out on some money yeah. there though, man. No, yeah, that's what a that's what a lot of people says is good money. I mean, I um, do wedding, I do videos, yeah, uh, like wedding videos and I've been doing it almost for three years now. Yeah. It, it financed like the beginnings of me investing in equipment, but now it's like, I can't fucking, yeah. I can't really deal with it. You get tired of it. There's, there's like limited, no, I wouldn't say that. For photography, there's like, there's good creativity. Although you're supposed to get these certain, you know, photos and get this and this and this. It's very demanding, yeah. you know? So it's, it definitely requires a lot of patience. There's, um, there's a photographer, um, Ryan Bernizer. Mm. Have you heard of the Bernizer method? So it's like if you want to use a shoot a wide angle shot, but super shallow depth of field, like you say, let's take you, let's say you got an 85 millimeter lens, wide open, manual focus, boom, but then take a picture of the surroundings, stitch everything together. And then you'll get like that, um, that wide angle, shallow depth of field type vibe. Mm. So I was, uh, I read that he did AMA on Reddit. Yo, this dude does like. 200 weddings a year and charge like 70 grand for pictures damn that's bread yeah i've worked with some photographers that yeah. you know like you know they're making good money because yeah. they have like uh there's certain photographers carry themselves a certain way like yeah. you know going back to ego like i would remember being, being in this one wedding and this dude was such an asshole this dude was like unnecessarily an asshole. You're shooting, you're cool, you know, you're probably making yeah. some good money, you know, you're doing well, you're creative, but you're just shooting wedding photos, man. You're just yeah. shooting these couples. And this guy was so arrogant, you know. I feel like photographers in general, they're dicks. They're dicks, too. Yeah. It's like certain environments, too, where like wedding videographers don't have the best name. Wedding videographers <laughs> are like, they're annoying, yeah. you know, they have like that reputation. So, like, I'm coming into this world with like my mentality, like, I'm a director and I do all these other things and here I am in this world where it's like we're considered like annoying or you know we have to yeah. be ghosts so it's like knowing how to switch off like like you said like I okay I wasn't a bouncer but I do have a limitation in terms of yeah. how like much attitude I can take but I know how, I know when to walk away yeah. I know to be like sure because I know it's not worth like fucking the whole thing up have you ever had a horror story as a wedding videographer like with a bride or bride's family thankfully not 
Thankfully yeah. not. I'm pretty careful, cool. mostly because I work for another company. So if I do oh, that, yeah. I'm I'm representing like you know, uh, this company uh, when I show up. Yeah. But even for myself, like uh, I've never. The only moments like I'm embarrassed about are like earlier on when I would direct music videos. My impatience would you know like come out, <laughs> and sometimes I would like, uh kind of go at like a crewmate you know like one of my own people yeah or you know i would give direction in like a more harsher tone or something like that um and that's just learning real shit though you know you you don't want to give off that feeling ever you know especially to your own people of course and you 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 learn that uh me being having been an impatient person you know more before like Mm -hmm. you learn that uh sometimes a hard way situationally you know but uh, for weddings and stuff, I know it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, especially by now, too, I'm just like, yo, just, you know, give me these details. I'll shoot this dress. Yeah, because forehead to forehead, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just got to be understanding in people's situations. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime uh, for people. If That, too. That's why I'm really, like... So um, it's like chill. I'm really chill now, you know. Yeah. I'm really down to earth. Like this is like their moment, and it's already annoying enough. Yeah. Like this couple is with us like the whole fucking day, yeah. and it's their special day. But and we're with them, like giving them these directions, you know. So at the end of the day, like, good man, just trail off and yeah. party. Um, but they're with us for such a long time, so it's kind of like yeah, just just try and make jokes. That's mm-hmm. what I do. I try and make jokes. I try and make it easy and fun and give them space because uh it's supposed to be a good day you know it's not supposed to feel like this goddamn job yeah they're getting married yeah. although it's a big business the flowers cost money the candles yeah. cost money well, like, i mean like they're everything. dropping like 20 mm-hmm. grand probably in, or more for a wedding mm-hmm. it gets crazy you know like i've been some in, uh some indian weddings yeah uh and and these venues are crazy you know i heard and those go have, for like three days or something right yeah, it's a long celebration. I've only been, thankfully, because of the company I'm in, you know, they kind of, uh, either they bring people on board for two days, or it's like, yeah, if they want to do three days, they can. But, um, okay. But yeah, fuck weddings. Yeah. Just kidding. Suck. Don't get married. Don't get married. Don't even get in a relationship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let me well, I, schedule, I schedule a few people this week. Yeah. But I feel like now, I just feel shitty. You know, yeah. I'm like here. You know, look at me. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know, uh, I shoot sometimes. I shoot. <laughs> you know, I, I, looking I like, like Jay I Leno. That. Yeah, you good? You comfortable? So t- 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 tell me about that beard. <laughs> that, that beard. What's what's going on with that beard? How do you? It's a beard. How long are you? It's actually not a beard. It's cousin in. I killed him and I wore him. Jesus fucking Christ! You a murderer? <laughs> Everybody, I got a murderer on the podcast. No. That's my goal. <laughs> Interview a murderer. Imagine. You ever wonder how many murderers like you've crossed paths with in public? I never wonder that. Yeah. I assume some people think about it, but it's not something that ever crosses my mind. Yeah. That's something that's crossed your mind before. Yeah, like when I like when I used to bounce, I used to bounce at um, I don't want to say the name of the place, but it was like packed. And I was, was it like, secret? Is it? No, illegal? it's not a secret. I just illegal immigrants show up there. Nah, I just don't work there no more. So, mm, okay, yeah, you don't want to, yeah, forget about yeah, it. So, like, I used to hang out on the stairs, not like downstairs would be all packed, and I'll be like, like, you know, like, you just, you're always scanning the place. So, it's like, I wonder if people, someone in here kills someone at one point. Like, this is like shit I would think just because I'm bored. Yeah. I'm like, well, you're, how long were your shifts? Six hours mm-hmm. on my feet. Like, oh, I couldn't sit down, I, like, just scanning the place. Like, that's why I loved getting in the back door because I was just be on my phone all day. 
Word. I mean, that's that's your job too to kind of make sure the place like is secure and yeah, yeah. So I was just like look around, like yo, wonder if anybody here killed anybody at one point. There definitely, there definitely is someone in there. Yeah, that's either stab someone at least, you know. Yeah. If there's like eighty people in there, right? Oh, absolutely. One of them has had to like one stab. Of them has someone. had to at one point. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I could do that. I probably can't. Like stab someone. I don't someone? know why. I say, yeah, I don't know why I said I don't think. I, I know it's I easy. Don't fuck with you. I, I can't do it either. It's easy though. That's the scary thing. You can slip and oops, it goes right in. You know, here we it's, are talking about murder, but that's how easy. Like we're so delicate. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually know somebody like my friend, like he, my other friend. She asked for like a Swiss Army knife, and he tossed it, and through some weird act of God, it opened up and cut her right here, and she was like just spraying blood. She oh, didn't man. like. She was okay, but like she was just spraying blood, and we're like, "Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck?" Yeah, my friend goes call an ambulance. I'm like, I don't want to call an ambulance. Why? Because of accidents. Like, it, oh, this is when I was like in seventh grade. Oh, so God. I, so like we were young. That's young, young. So we were like, oh, I don't want to call an ambulance. Yeah, if you're throwing What if they track me? Yeah. Oh, like, man. Yeah. It was at his house, and he was like, call an ambulance. I'm like, uh, I don't want to. <sighs> and so, like, we I just. I would have called. Did the day ambulance come? No. So like, he just bled out. She died that night? <laughs> no, no, like, we put a <laughs> no, shit ton of pressure. Yeah. On her, uh, on, her, on her. It was on her temple right here. It's like we just put a shit ton too. of pressure. Yeah. She just. She all right? Yeah, she's, she's fine. Right she's now? fine now. Yeah, she's doing great. Got like a permanent scar, maybe? Nah. Yeah. I hope not. Stitched it up or something. Yeah, like it stopped, off. and we were like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, man. That's terrifying. And her cousin cleaned it up, and it was like, <sighs> crisis averted. Yeah. Wow. You're that. Yeah, that makes sense. Throwing yeah. knives around, right? Except you were probably, you probably it, wouldn't do it that. It was now. a closed Swiss Army knife. Who knew it would open up? That's true. And yeah, that's true. They're pretty tight, usually, usually. Yeah. Unless it's really used or, like, cheap. Yeah. Just kind of, like, throw it. And then yeah. one thing. That's crazy. Yeah, you that see, like, like, in shots. and be like, like that's, opens that's up. That's the closest like, I've already seen to somebody getting stabbed. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen um, anything anything of the sort. Nothing close to that. I cut myself once. Like, in my finger. Not, like, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Like, I was really little. Same sort of thing. I was really little. And I, for some reason, had a knife... And, and I just wanted to test the teeth or something. I just cut oh. my finger. Fuck. Gangsters don't live that long. My grandmother got pissed off. She, like, put me in timeout. And I, like, cut myself. I was like, dude, I'm bleeding. And you put, like, yo, give me a break. When I, when I was younger, um, my brother was sitting on a reclining chair. You know, the, mm. remember the old one? You just pull the, pull the lever. Yeah, yeah, you just fall back. So, like, I saw dust bunnies under. I was, like, uh, I was in first grade or something. My brother's two years younger than me, so he was like in preschool. Mm. So I remember seeing a dust bunny, and I, and I used my finger to get it out, and my brother pulls it, not knowing my finger was under there. Oof. And it's two metal bars. It's like two thin metal bars. Yeah. And it went right on my finger, and my finger was like bleeding. And actually, I'm numb on this finger. Oh, fuck. On this side. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, if you touch yeah. my finger, you could feel the ball that was there. So Dude. Like, oh, yeah, that's hey, you permanent. you want to touch it? That's permanent. Where exactly? It's right here. Right no, there. like here. Ooh, what the fuck? So what is that? I don't know. It's just like ball from the... It's just like bone. From the stitches. Jesus, yeah. dude. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty delicate. I mean, when that happens as a kid, too, that's just even more like yeah. horrifying. Did you just never want to look at that chair again or some shit? Oh, my God. It was terrifying. Your brother must have been fucking like devastated. Or he was too young. He I don't like, even what? know. 
That's so far back. I don't even know. You just remember the injury. Yeah, I just remember the injury and the situation. They're going to go back home and like, bro, I just remembered, bro. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we're so delicate. Always have to try to be careful. But I no, but that makes sense because you were a bouncer, so you were kind of like scoping shit out. You were yeah. looking for certain people. Like, did, he did, you, did, you, did you have to like, uh, what was that dude's name from uh, Freshman to Bel Air? Jazzy Jeff? DJ Jazzy? DJ Jazz? DJ. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? When yeah. like Phil would be like, Phil yeah, would throw yeah, him yeah. out. How many times did you have to do that? Um, I've never physically thrown somebody. Mm. That's I, good though. You don't really want it to get to I've that pushed place. somebody where um, it looked like I threw them, but I pushed them. Um, yeah. I had a girl punch me in the face. She hooked me. Damn, drunk girl. I don't think a sober girl would do that. Yeah. After looking at two, like, yeah, I think I'm going to punch this guy. Yeah, like, we were like, yo, she can't come back in. I was at the door. And then she tried to come in. I'm like, man, man, you can't come in. And then she tried coming in hard, so I started pushing her. I'm like, yo, you can't come in. And she hooked me. Damn. Yeah. So I was like, yo. It's never gone too ugly, though, I guess, huh? That's it, good. It's weird. All the shit gets, like, stays away from me. Oh, like if I'm, that's a relief. Front, if I'm in the front, something will happen downstairs. If I'm downstairs, something will happen in the front. <laughs> yeah, it's like the It's weird. Like when I'm not in the you back. You avoided it. Like the only time I wasn't in the back, something happened in the back. Mm, damn. Yeah. Um, it was, it's weird. It's probably uh, you know, it's, some guardian angel. You know? Yeah. It's God watching. Like, don't worry, I got you. Like some shit happened over there. Yeah. It's fortunate, right. man. I don't think you want to really face some shit. No. You know, you yeah. know like I don't want to. It's was this after you did uh, jujitsu? So you? I got into bouncing because of jujitsu. Because jujitsu oh. gave me the confidence, yeah, to like calmly restrain somebody and be like, "Yo, chill out." So, like you know, you don't you don't choke somebody. Like you don't do all that shit. It's just like, yo, I'll pin their arms to the side and be like, "Yo, mm -hmm. chill out." Disabled. Yeah, like if they want to like try to get like you know, if they want to like throw hands and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I'll talk my shit, but yeah, like it's um. It's pretty chill though, like, like everything just stayed away from me. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to go out and hurt somebody because, like, what if you accidentally hook someone and like they crack their head on something? You're fucked. Yeah, and they fucking die. You know? Yeah, like those boxing matches where yeah they end up killing the other person. Yeah, I don't want a fucking body on my conscience. Yeah, that's a lot, man. Yeah. That's too much. Bang, bang. I'm glad. I'm glad you haven't killed anybody, man. Yeah, me too. And I'm glad you're. Um, I'm glad you're so creative. With how you shoot. I'm a creator, not a destroyer. Well, you do fires. I do fire. But you're not, you don't set anything on fire. They're the flames of creation. The fire of creation. Like the, the phoenix. Inside. Now, have, do you have a um, favorite shoot that you've done? You've done so many different things. Was that with Jorge, the naked one? Oh, that was funny. <laughs> was that during the summer? Yeah, that was during the summer. Um, okay, so I somehow convinced him to be nude in, a, in an area. Yeah. And he was leaning on a door, and it turns out that the door was somebody's apartment. We found out when they opened up the door and just saw a hairy ass when yeah. he went out to go for a smoke break. And he goes back inside, and then we move him, and then he comes back out. He goes, that's not even the weirdest shit I've seen over here. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably seen some, he's probably seen some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I was like, yo. Homeless fucking, you know. I was like, yo, sit on the floor and... uh I'm like, let's make this shit look cool. And, he, and the guy goes, I, I wouldn't recommend that. I've seen needles on the floor. Oh, heroin oh, addicts. We're like, yeah, just going at it like, too. I guess you shouldn't sit on the floor. <laughs> this guy lives here. 
Was that, was that the first time you, you shot someone nude? You were experimenting with that JL? world? Yeah, JL. Nah, oh, you've done it beforehand. Yeah, I've done I've done a couple new I can't because like, my mind, like time, I can't really like piece it together. Yeah, yeah I've uh I was actually working on a new body positivity project. Right. Yeah, I, like, I recall that. And uh this is like 2017. Like I really wanted to drop it, but like I looked at the shots and I'm like, I don't like these shots. They're not like you know, like there's no story behind them. Like some of them, some of them are great. Some of them they were just like, you know. They weren't posed right. You know, there was mistakes on my end. It was like, it's just a nude body. Like, there's no story to it, I feel. Like, their faces just like. Like marble statues, sort of. Yeah. So it's like, you know. So, like, I actually destroyed those negatives because it's like. Oh, there you go. That's what you fucking destroyed. Yeah. Create it goes full circle, man. Yeah, man. Like, oh man, okay. Because that's I don't a wanna, bummer, though. But that's good. Yeah, I don't want to hold on to them because, like, what if I do it like years later? I don't want to deal with the bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and it's not really. They weren't my favorite, like my favorite shots. So, um, like, I really feel bad. Like, I just hope nobody thinks like I took advantage of them or anything. But like, it just it just never happened. Yeah, no. Photography is a really sensitive thing, man. There's like obviously the process of creating, and then there's the process of collaborating, and you know you're creating at the same time. But like at the end of the day, it's like we kind of have the uh, the gavel, right? We kind of have like that final say, like if you know we're proud of the work or not, you know. And it comes through that process, especially when you're working with you. You were shooting digitally or film? Film. It was on this one. Yeah, so you're processing these things, and then you kind of have to wait for the development, and then like you're finally seeing it uh, in the moment. Yeah, you know, and you know if you like your shit, you know if you look at you're like, wow, you like you're impressed with yourself. It's like you're proud, you know. There's that proud feeling, and if you're not, why would you want to release work you consider yourself mediocre? Exactly, you're just putting out work just to put out work. It's not something that I want to do. Like I haven't posted in a while on Instagram because like I haven't really done a shoot where I'm like, yo, this is it. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good that there's kind of this curation thing, but it's also important too to kind of I think do a lot of trial and error, you know. Yeah. So if you were to share that too, it's like who knows what the feedback would have been, and then maybe. But it seems like you have like a a good community of supporters that like yeah jump on board to these like projects that you have going on in your head. Yeah. You have any any future ideas that you want to try and work on this year you know 2021 baby so i had post covid post covid well covid's not done yet but now you know i think we've <laughs> we've kind of gone a lot the, gone a lot back we're in the third act i feel mm-hmm. final act god the forbid, god forbid we're in the second act well if it's the third act and you know when the vaccines it could potentially be a sequel the vaccines cause like the fucking zombie apocalypse and then fucking i mean cdc was like, warning about it yeah they were joking but I, hopefully they were joking. I hope they're fucking joking. Yeah. I'm not ready for something like that. I'm not good enough at zombies to do this. Yeah. Well, I just got a new TV in my house. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I just li- I just hang out there until they break in. You know, like I don't know. I would probably kill myself before I let a zombie come because <laughs> they're just savages. They yeah. just bite you apart. I'm not in the mood to even know how that feels. And they're World War Z zombies, not Night of Living Dead zombies. Oh man, like the fucking um, what's that? Twenty eight weeks later, you know, oh. fucking running. That's my biggest fear, like something that runs. Run. I don't think they could run. They I just think, need to do that for movies to make it more intense. But if the, the skin is rotting, like, yeah, you know? like their ribs are going to fall out while they're running. Yeah, it's do impossible. You, do you remember uh, the Friday the 13th, uh, the 2009 reboot? Did you ever watch it? Um, I'm not sure. 
So there was a scene and like the scariest shit ever to me at the time was Jason. You know Jason, right? He walks very slow, methodically. Yeah, very menacing. Yeah, dude, he ran and I was like, fuck that. You know I don't have that image in my head, but that's pretty like that's pretty scary. I'm not a fast person. So Well, you have jujitsu. So you you have a moment. When I get a machete. bar a guy with a machete, he'll just go. Yeah. But you're, you're you'd be smart enough to figure out like okay you know he approaches you like grab, grab machete he has but he has like supernatural strength yeah right that's the thing so you grab his hand you're like, he's, he's a zombie he'll yeah. just fucking start cutting your head slowly off with your own hand oh oh my, my god, god that's the worst when you think you have the upper he'll hand he'll like rip your thumb off so you got like a little fractured sharp yeah. thumb and he's like, <sighs> yeah I just kill myself before any zombie gets to me man yeah. For sure. But at least I have now, like, the TV I can enjoy for the moment. <laughs> you know? Until then. A lot of movie catching up, you Imagine know? there's a zombie apocalypse and you just die like Bill Murray. Oh, man. Dude. <laughs> that... I love that movie, by the way. Zombie it's like a that. great movie. That's one of my favorite, like, zombie movies, but in, just in general, like, action, comedy. I love how he was fucking around and got killed. Yeah, that was so <laughs> sad. I was so happy to see him, and he was like, uh, and it was, like, such a great cameo. I remember first time watching it, and I was, like, fucking devastated. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> Some comedic genius, dude, just accidentally <laughs> shot. Oh, he shot them. Oh, spoiler, whoever fucking oh. hasn't seen it, but yeah. You haven't yeah. seen a movie from 10 years ago. Yeah, please. I mean, fuck it, we'll spoil it. Yeah, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> That was so funny, man. And that's such a great cast, too. Yeah. Who's that dude? Jesse Eisenberg? Yeah. Should Good not act. He shouldn't have been Lex Luthor, though. Was he Lex Luthor? He was, yeah. No, bad casting. But DC just keeps fucking up. Yeah, DC doesn't do. know what they're doing. Or now, maybe they're getting, you know, Wonder Woman. I think there's a successful run. But... So, like, I feel like the Snyder cuts are make it or break it. Mm. If, the, if it's ass, that's it. Yeah. I can't remember anything else that the Snyder brothers have done other than 300. What else did they do? Cool. That was Zack Snyder, right? Zack Snyder, yeah. He did, did he do Watchmen? Mm, I can't say. Because I, I haven't watched Watchmen. He might have not. Marvel's got their shit together. Yeah. With the Russo brothers. Yeah. And like they're trusting um, different sort of directors. Like They just have this quirky but still on point mm-hmm. like uh, pristineness to them. I, I can't pronounce that director's name. Taiki Watiti? You know him? Uh, uh, he did Thor, right? Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. That Thor was so Ragnarok much fun. was such a good movie. That was so good, you know? You remember that, uh, this, the, the rock guy? Korg? Yeah. Was it in Korg? Yeah, something like that. He was pretty chill. He was like, ah, hey, mate. <laughs> High his voice. He was adorable, though, you know? He Yo, was. the funniest shit was when Loki showed up to the door while he was down. And then as soon as Loki leaves, he goes, ghost! And then he tries to kick him and kicks a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that movie now. Just Dude, because of that. yeah, and it's like trusting these directors that you know are different. Like that director made Jojo Rabbit. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's like about the um, took place World War II towards the end of World War II, where Germany's losing, and this kid is like very uh, pro Hitler. You know, it's this little kid, and he has like this imaginary Adolf Hitler in his head that's like guiding mm. him. As he's being taught, like how to fight, how to use a weapon and stuff, but you know Germany's losing the war, so it's like it's got this like quirkiness to it, um, and ultimately it's still kind of making fun of like the whole Nazism sort of fucking mm-hmm. pro uh, dictatorship sort of thing. I've heard of it. I don't remember it though. It's really funny, man. Yeah. It's really funny. There's this one scene. You know how they all have to say like "Yo, Hitler" yeah. when they meet each other. There's like Hitler was a piece of shit, by the way. 
Hmm? Hitler was a piece of shit, by the way. Yeah. I just want to... Yeah, just clarify. That. You know, like, we don't condone anything fuck he's done. Fuck Nazis. Uh, we just talk about Jojo Rabbit, uh, fuck Nazis, fuck Hitler, um, up the ass, with a pineapple. Yes. That was in Little Nicky. Yep. You remember that? <laughs> that was so... That's torture. That's probably hell, to be he honest. He was like, this one? He goes, no. <laughs> oh, he chose the small one. The big ass pineapple. Yeah, yeah. No, the movie's fucked up. Yeah. Um, no, there was a scene where they were just like, these characters like walked into a living room and there's like seven other people and mm-hmm. you have to greet everybody. Hell Hitler. And the other guy's like, Hell Hitler. Hell Hitler. Hell Hitler. Hell Hitler. And there, it's just like this prolonged, silly ass <laughs> moment where they're just like greeting each other. It's so good, man. But that director's great. Yeah. He's really funny. And yeah, he directed Thor Ragnarok. That was uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. They just, and Guardians of the Galaxy too. They just have like, mm. they just know. There's some yeah. some some formula they have, you know, that really yeah. works. And then like DC has like Superman versus Batman. I, don't know. Okay. I feel like it's Marvel because like you know the people that were involved with Marvel, like mm-hmm. Marvel, um, were they're the ones running it. Like the ones that wrote the comic books, or it's actually a Marvel studio. DC has to answer to Warner Brothers and shit. So mm-hmm. like you know, like a middleman. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, it's but okay. You don't we'll, have to we'll make, see this, uh, make excuses for them. We'll see the Snyder Cut. Yeah, we'll I, see this now. That's gonna be like the, like, that's what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll text is. you. Be like, bro, that was actually pretty good. I'm like, holy shit. If it was bad, I'd be like, hours. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably. You want to place a bet? Huh? Five bucks. Oh, or place a bet, a burrito, from a the burrito. Spanish spot. If it's good or bad, I say it's gonna be bad. Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll say it's good. And that's subjective, but we'll see in terms of just full. We'll find a third party. Yeah, we need a middleman, just we'll, like Warner Bros. We'll see what Rotten Tomatoes says. Yeah, that's the middleman. Can you imagine they get a hundred? I owe you. I owe you a burrito. Yeah, lengua. Your choice, lengua burrito. Lengua, baby. But yeah. juice. Um, thank you for coming on, man. Oh, I think no we problem. spoke about thank a lot of cool me, shit. Man. Um, I hope to have you again. More comfortable yeah. chair. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, man. We'll stay posted, man. We'll stay updated. Guys, take care. We'll tank forever. The 10 viewers. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you.